Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend, on today's show. Wow. Jay Johnson will be joining us. Who's Jay Johnson? Do you remember the uh, soap? The, the sitcom TV show? Yeah, the soap. Sitcom? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He was the ventriloquist guy on soap. There's no I remember. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't watch it. I, I don't know the show. I heard about it. I knew I was aware of it, but I just didn't watch it. I do recall him, which probably says a little too much about my youth. Uh, but uh, he will be on the show today talking about actors and others for animals. And I don't know if he'll have one of his sidekicks with him. He doesn't like it when you call him dummies, by the way. No? So you, you, you don't want to say that. Around. What does he call him? I, I don't know. A puppet? Puppet. puppet? We'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Buddy, my buddy. <laughs> Also, are you looking for a free pet sitter? Anybody? Always. Anybody, anybody looking for a free sure. pet sitter? Somebody sure. Somebody's going to come watch my animals for free. Uh, <laughs> sign me up. Emma Higgins, she'll watch your pets for free. And uh, the only thing is she wants to stay at your place for, uh, you know, an extended time, pre- preferably an extended time. So if you're planning on heading out of town for, you know, a few weeks, she'll stay and watch your animals for free. And wow. we're, we're going to find out a little bit about her. She apparently has not paid rent on a house for the last three years. She's Jeez. just been uh, pet sitting all across. Pet sitting, yeah, isn't that cool? Wow, yeah, like a squatter. <laughs> Way yeah. to go! Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind genius. doing that. Yeah, uh, so we're going to find out what her deal is in just a few minutes, right here on Animal Radio. Uh, what are you working on over there, Lori Brooks? Well, they're strengthening. Uh, this is serious. They're strengthening the link between domestic abuse and pets, and how that's affecting women involved in this and the pets. Mm. Okay, that is on the way. Uh, Mr. Joey Villani. We're going to be talking about um, the proper brushing techniques to get mats out of your dog. This is the time of year where the dogs around here, they're shedding like crazy, and they're they're kind of hard to groom out. So this advice will be heeded, and it's on the way in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Vetra Science. Summer is here, and you're you're probably pretty damn excited about it. But is your pet... For them, it means thunderstorms, lightning, fireworks. Talk about anxiety. No one likes to see their furry best friend trembling in the corner. And that is where Composure Supplement Choose from Science comes in. Okay, which one, Judy? Line, line four. Uh, you know what? We It's always line four. It is not. We've look, done three, Look two, at the button on one. the on the phone. It's actually worn, worn down. down. No bickering <laughs> in the studio. Hi, Nancy. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. What's up with your animals? Well, I have a dog. She's a, a mix. She was a rescue, so we're not really quite sure what her her lineage is. But she's probably about a couple years old. And um, my husband and I recently uh, moved in together in a new house. And um, the difficulty I have is that... Um, my dog, her name's Leah, is very possessive and uh, is, is taken to growling and barking at my husband oh. when he gets close okay. to me. Oh. I see, I see. And has, I, it's um, hard to know which one to get rid of, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, sometimes I do deal with some uh, human uh, psychological situations, and I'm probably not best qualified to tell you to get rid of your husband over this. But <laughs> 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 um, 
but we, we do have to, you know, he has to own his uh, his part in this relationship. So so some of this you can certainly work with, but a lot of it is going to be having your husband, you know, be a partner in trying to help, you know, find a solution um, for your dog to accept him. And, um, and that is going to take some work on his part as well as your part. Um, so let me ask you, does he do or has he, did he know the dog before you guys moved in? No, uh, she was my dog and had lived with me separately for a while. And um, although when he was at my house, she seemed to be fine and accept him, uh, would let him pet her. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think when we got into uh, living together, uh, she kind of established her turf, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now he, she's figured out he's here to stay and he's not leaving. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, now, and has there been, has he done anything as far as, has there been any kind of altercation between them, any kind of near bites, or has he had to correct her in, in any way? Um, no biting, um, just serious fouling, and, and uh, you know, she'll take a stand, and, and especially, you know, when he comes in to give me a hug or something, she'll... She'll, uh, hackles go up and she'll get real close and she'll just stand there and growl, uh, very menacingly and he backs off. Mm. Okay. Okay. We, we want to change that. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. So there's definitely some basic core things that we have to keep in mind. One is we want human safety through all of this. So as we work through that, um, there may be some exercises that we can do, but we want to make sure that she, she, make sure that she is safe and secure and there's no chance that she can, you know, reach out and bite him. Um, but the basic core steps that we need to take is that we need to make him be such a positive um, subject within the household that his presence is no longer seen as that he's the intruder and something to be jealous of, but that she really, she's going to win if he's around. And that means that you have to kind of change a lot of things around the house as far as with the structure of how things are done. So this would be that um, I, I would love him to be the one that does all of her feeding. And food, you know, would be best not left out for the taking. Um, it's something that he would put the food down and he doesn't have to hang around, but as long as she sees it, he's the one who put the food down, then he becomes the provider of the good things. Okay. So that's one simple thing. So that you get out of the loop, you don't provide food, you don't give her treats. You let him do all of that and be the, the, uh, that, that's his positive reinforcement for just allowing, uh, her allowing him around. So that's a really big thing. Now, the other kind of steps that we would want to work on are setting some boundaries. So some dogs that are very possessive of a, an individual pet owner, they kind of lose sight that they're the dog, and they kind of think they're more in the role of the um, spouse or the human in the household. So not every dog has this problem, but it may be something that you need to really reconsider if you're allowing her on furniture, because that puts her at a, a vertical status that a human sits on a couch or a chair or what have you. So that can be an important thing that um, making sure that she has a place, a doggy pillow, um, that is her safe getaway that she can go to and that you direct her to, preferably keeping her on like a head halter um, or on a leash so that, you know, you can tell her this is where I want you to go and don't have him be the disciplinarian. We don't want him to be doing any of this. You need to be the one to say these are what the rules are and this is what I want you to do. And then um, anytime he's around, uh, he comes into the room if she's under leash control or you keep her safe 
say maybe even in a kennel when he is, you know, entering a room. Um, you know, he just throws treats at her. Um, just so that his presence, again, is just a good thing. Um, you're not the treat person. He is. And, you know, we don't necessarily want him to try to touch her, to pet her, to do anything that she's not comfortable with. We just want her to think the entry of your husband into the room is like the best thing in the world. And she's like sitting there waiting. Where is he? Oh my gosh. What do you, what does he have now? And work on that. That's going to be the, the, really the first strategy that I would work with. Then with time, you know, we might say, Hey, you know, does she love going for walks? Okay. Well, you know, have him do the walking. That's a great kind of a, you know, pack bonding situation. So, um, as long as he can walk her safely, that would be a really wonderful thing because then they do an activity together and it's not a threatening thing. It's not, she's not being challenged. Um, so, so that would be another thing. And also if she, you know, she likes to play, um, you know, different toys that are safe for him to be involved with that don't require him to remove them from her mouth. That can be a fun thing as well. Getting multiple tennis balls, throwing them through the yard. She picks up one, brings one back. He's got another one. He throws it. She goes to get it. That's a kind of a, a fun interactive game that can help to build a, a little bit better relationship between them. Um, but I think the big thing is going to be also you recognizing your role in this and that um, we want her to be independent. We want her to be confident without you being around. So we don't want her to feel like, you know, she has to be with you and protecting you. Um, some dogs have a really strong protective drive and, and it's not that we don't want that. We just don't want it to go askew and to, to get out of hand. Oh, great. Those are all great, great tips. And, um, I'm, I'm give them a try and see if we can't, uh, turn things around a little bit. Okay. And then, Hey, next time you call, maybe we better talk to hubby. <laughs> I'm not going to say that his place in the home is threatened or anything, like, but, you know, just to find out how he's dealing with this, because a lot of times it really hurts the other person. You know, it's, it, I mean, obviously he cares for you and, and this can be a really damaging thing on a relationship. So, and I'm sure he wants to make, you know, his relationship with her work as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I do family consultations. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know who wins here. <laughs> Keep us posted. Toll free. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to reach out to Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Vetra Science. Let this summer be stressless for your pets with the help of composure from Vetra Science. From Glycoflex to multivitamins, your pets will thank you for Vetra Science supplements. And thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. British pigeons are getting supersized from all the junk food they eat. A charity called Keep Britain Tidy says people who don't throw their uneaten junk food away are causing the problem. Chief Executive Alan Wood says people think they're being kind by feeding the pigeons their leftover junk food, but what they're really doing is creating a population explosion of pigeons who rely on people rather than nature. These supersized pigeons also scare away the smaller birds and are becoming a nuisance and a health hazard. You'd think they'd work it all off with all that flying around they do. So remember, keep Britain tidy. Don't share your Happy Meal with a pigeon. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet, and we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH-balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. Get a healthier dog and save money with Canine Caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Okay, I want you to write down this number. It is toll-free doesn't cost you a penny. 1-866-405-8405. Yeah. What was that number again, Hal? And uh, by the way, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And uh, of course, we'd love to hear from you. Whether even if you don't have a question for Dr. Debbie or for Joey Volani, we'd love to hear from you just to say hello. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, what are you doing this weekend with your pets? Hopefully you're bringing them everywhere you go. I know we'll be walking our cat later today. Our cat likes to be walked, put him yes. on a leash. Not a lot of cats like that, but ours does. You train them young. We are going to be talking to Emma Higgins in just a few minutes. Her claim to fame is she has not paid rent for the last three years which is pretty incredible. And not only has she not paid rent, but she's vacationed all over Europe. How does somebody do this? Well, she is a pet sitter. She house sits and pet sits for people that go away for extended vacations all over Europe. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I know. Nice. I I think about how we, uh, we spend all our time working so that we can go on vacation for a couple of weeks. Uh Uh-huh. I think she's got it down. We're going to find out her deal yeah. in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also on today's show, Jay Johnson, the ventriloquist from Soap, will be joining us. If you're old enough, if you're like me, or fart, you'll remember Jay Johnson from uh, the, the sitcom Soap. And uh, he really believed that uh, Dummy was alive. Oh, we're not supposed to call it <gasps> Dummy, by the way. No? No. What do we call I don't know. Better just figure don't, it out. Don't say the word Blockhead if it's a wood puppet. <laughs> Okay. I'm sure that comes across worse. <laughs> Blockhead dummy. He is, uh, he is, of course, working with actors and others for animals. And he'll be telling us about the fundraiser coming up at the El Portal Theater in Los Angeles. They do some great work. They, they really do. They're on the forefront of the spaying and neutering movement, especially on the West Coast. And, uh, well, there's there's a lot of backlash against the Hollywood community now, but so many of them do so many other projects and volunteer at so many things that they don't have to. So I'm always glad to hear when they're doing something like this. Yep, absolutely. Yes, definitely. So what are you working on this hour, Miss Lori Brooks? 
Oh, God. Did you guys see the video of that, that big gorilla? I mean, yes. huge silverback gorilla. The one in the, in the kitty swimming yes. pool that was dancing. That was awesome. It was so adorable. I want to join well, him. He, you can. I mean, all gorillas like. I mean, I don't know that you could do that with with him because he's actually. Well, we'll tell you where he is and what his handlers say, and what he's really. What emotion is he really displaying from that uh, exhibition? That was quite interesting. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me about it during the break because I, I'm not a social media guy. I don't see you these videos. You missed it. No, I, did, I didn't miss it. That was it. a viral video, Hal. Yes. Big silverback gorilla, and it was like he was doing flash dance mm-hmm. in this plastic kitty swimming pool. It's spinning around and looked like the happiest gorilla in the world, but was he really? <laughs> I you got to cue the music. He's a maniac. <laughs> yep. Well, hi, Karen. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Miss Debbie? I'm doing fabulous. What kind of critter questions you got today? Well, I've got a female cat about eight years old, and she's got cerebral palsy. Uh, okay. She's been diagnosed with it, and she's becoming more and more aggressive. She's attacking people and dogs. Has her signs, her difficulties, has that gotten worse with time, or is it about the same from when you first had her? About the same. All right. Because that's one distinction, and when we talk about things like, well, cerebral palsy is kind of a human disease, but there are some cerebellar diseases in cats, and there's there's one called cerebellar hypoplasia, which kittens can get, and it tends to be from an infection when they're babies. Um, from the panleukopenia infection that their mom gets when um, they're just in utero, um, or they can even be vaccinated during the pregnancy, and the, the kittens will acquire that disease. You know, I guess it can't be impossible that there's something genetic here, but if we're presuming things kind of stayed the same, these type of disorders don't generally get much worse. Um, there are some brain infections that do get worse, and they're kind of more the degenerative type things uh, that go along with time. Now, those conditions, yeah, we could see some worsening of the signs, and you might get some aggression and some behavioral changes, but I would expect all the other things would tend to be getting worse. And I don't know, are you seeing that where her, is she real shaky on her, her feet? Does she fall over, that kind of thing? Oh, she's always done that. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like on a tilt a world constantly, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. She, she yeah. looks real strange when she walks. She lifts her back feet up to the level of her spine, leans that way, and then puts her foot down. Uh huh. So she's real jerky, and she kind of kicks them out almost like a horse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would tend to think that she may have the cerebellar hypoplasia, which um, that generally won't cause behavioral problems, though. So you might want to get your kitty looked at by your veterinarian. Make sure there's not something else going on, um, because if something else comes up along the way, you know, that might explain her, her grouchiness, whether it be something she's in pain or some other kind of medical problem coming on. Um, so... If, if everything else has stayed about the same, I'm not going to want to blame her condition. Special needs as she may be, uh, you know, I'd say make sure you get her checked over and, and make sure nothing else going on that's causing that. Thank you so much for your call, Karen. That's a great question. We've had a run of some kitty neurological questions in the last few weeks. This is Dr. Debbie on Animal Radio. Give me a call, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hello, this is Dr. Paul on Animal Radio. The pets are all part of your life. Make them welcome in your life. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you saved $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Women with pets are enduring domestic violence longer and returning home sooner for their fears that their animals, their pets at home, might be hurt. This according to new research from the University of Windsor up in Canada. The five-year-long study reveals that some form of animal mistreatment happens in roughly 80% of all domestic violence cases in Canada. And they say more than half the women in those cases actually delayed leaving their abusive situation, but over-concerned for their pet safety. The author of the study says this is uh, obviously something we really need to take very seriously because it's putting a lot of people and animals at risk. And interestingly, the professor who did this research over this, what, five years, she said, claims she was inspired to study this exact problem years ago when she was working in an animal shelter because she said the people who were filling out paperwork to surrender their pets, the women often said mistreatment by their partner was the reason they were surrendering their pet. Mm. That's sad That's all the way too around. bad, yep. Well, there's an animal shelter in Washington, D.C. that posted a picture recently um, why is it that we think fat animals are cute? I mean, because it's so unhealthy for them, but they are. This was a 35-pound cat Whoa. who now, yeah, was surrendered, and they are helping him to lose weight so that he can get healthy and find his new home. And this is one big boy. Simba, his name is, he's six years old. He's an orange tabby, and and he now is exercised routinely on a round treadmill-like device so he can help, you know, get the excess weight off. The group that rescued him, the Human Rescue Alliance, says they have never had such a huge or large overweight cat like Simba before, but they are doing everything they can to help him get in shape for his new life because his previous owner moved to a nursing home that didn't allow pets. But fortunately, the shelter staff is really on it, and they recognize that Simba's obesity is very, very serious, and that as cute as he is, the way he is, he has to lose weight in order to live a good health life. Well, I, I'm fairly certain by now that if you are on social media at all, <laughs> you have seen this video of the joyous gorilla who is spinning, looks like he's, you know, doing a flash dance dance routine in a kiddie swimming pool. Um, if you have seen it, uh, if you haven't, let me give you a little history here on Zola, who is the 14-year-old 380-pound silverback gorilla who has delighted millions with this video. 
his handlers at the Dallas Zoo say Zola loves nothing, nothing more than playing in water. He will do anything with water. In, in rain puddles, he'll play in moats and, yes, giant kiddie pools. Gorillas, uh, by the way, can't even swim, but he just loves water. But some people questioned, you know, you see a picture, you don't know all the details. So some people said, hey, is he really having that much fun or could this be a stress response? Well, the president and chief scientific officer of the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund International says it's obvious to her that Zola was really enjoying himself in that kiddie pool because stressed gorillas have tight lips and they're withdrawn and quiet and uninterested in interacting with their environment. And obviously, Zola was exuberant in that video, quite the opposite. I saw that video. That was just awesome watching that guy spin around in that little kiddie pool. It was so cute. I didn't know gorillas. I wish they... Gorillas can't swim. Like water. Yeah. No, they can't. But they love water. Huh. Wow. And I thought that video. I wish they had put the the maniac soundtrack. Or, <laughs> it know, needs Michael that, doesn't Zimpello. it? Yeah. Anyhow, I'm Lori Brooks. You can get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagon tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Uh, we, we have a cat. His name is Tex, and we love him. He's like four years old. He's a gray tabby, but he wants to eat um, the carpet and my oriental rug. Mm. And we even, Oh, yeah. And in the, our bedroom, we had curtains that, you know, just it's like a double-pane window. And it comes kind of low to the floor mm-hmm. and pretty high up. And he ate. The curtains were made of the, like, silk strings that hang down. He ate half of the curtain, if mm. you can imagine that, like, from the wow. floor. Eventually, I just took them down and put them away. I thought, well, and he's I'm continuing gonna... to, like, work on the carpets and your throw rugs oh, yeah. and all that. So. Yeah. I got rid of the curtains, and we, we always had blinds, so now the, the blinds are there. But I was concerned if it was going to mess up his insides by eating string. And he will get, like, find something that he can pull and get string out, and he will eat the string. If you put a shoelace down, he would just sit there and eat it till it's all gone. And and that's definitely a big problem, and you can definitely hit upon one major thing is the string. And the, the, the problem that we run into with cats is that they tend to, like, nibble on, you know, things like yarn or string. Or if they're actually ingesting a fabric-like material, that can cause a very dangerous foreign body, what we call a linear foreign body. And 
and the reason it's so dangerous is because it's soft, it's pliable, it bends, and we would think it would move through, but it actually kind of acts like a cheese grater, and it slices into the intestinal wall because there's not enough substance for the body to recognize it and move it through. So, yeah, this is a big health risk for him. The root of this is very likely a behavioral problem that we're going to have to work on. Um, and uh, in rare cases, would we have like a medical case, uh, um, a cause of this? So things that will be challenging you to work with on tax are going to be things to do environmental enrichment. And, and because cats indoors live a happy, well-cared-for lifestyle, um, you know, they got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so um, cats in the well, wild. I'm, uh, we... I'm home with him uh, all day. Okay. Uh, I'm there, and so when I see him doing this, you know, I just, you know, say no. He knows what the word no means. In fact, okay. he seems like he understands a lot, and he just chooses to ignore it. Yep. Yeah. And, and we have to but watch that because sometimes no him, he, will, he will stop. That, that lets yeah. me know he does understand the word no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, in one context, when you're present and you're telling him no, stop that, Although it seems like you're disciplining him and telling him no and teaching him, you may actually be causing this to happen more. Um, because and dogs and cats, they sometimes are like small children and want to get a rise out of us, want to get some attention. So if chewing on the carpet gets you to say, hey, what are you doing? He's already won that little game there. Now, I think for Tex, it's escalated beyond that, and he, this is a self-rewarding behavior in a lot of ways. So this might be something we need to talk about, the possibility of some behavioral drug therapy. Um, but before we talk about drugs and putting them on something to stop that, um, environmentally, the things that we can do to help enrich his environment, to try to give him some other solutions other than turning to this behavior would be things to keep him active. So even though you're there with him during the day doesn't mean that, um, you know, he's maybe satisfied physically. And, and it's hard to imagine what, what's going on in a cat's head, but we'd want him to increase his exercise. We'd want um, active play sessions. Um, so you're playing, you know, cat interactive games, the cat dancer, laser light games, um, and actually a lot of food-related games. So where there's actually some effort where he has to find food, where you put it in like a kitty toy, um, something where he has, has to actively work for his food. And that helps to replace some of that lack of that in the indoor cat environment because everything's kind of given to them, kind of like a king or a queen. Um, but I would definitely work on some of those things to try to give him more activity. It's so hard with cats because they just don't go walking like dogs generally. Um, but do that and then he does what? He used to play a lot. He was younger as far as like, when you would hold something up overhead, he would jump, and and then he quit doing all of that. And and he likes those like ponytail holders. They're cuff, they're elastic, but they have you know stuff wrapping around them. But they're very tight. It's not that he can bite it out, the cloth off. But he likes to play with those. He'll throw them up in the air, and and he chew, but he chews on those too. But he's yeah, not he's not ingesting anything. 
Um, I don't want you to use anything that resembles anything string-like, carpet-like, or fabric-like. So those things are going to kind of feed that desire to, to chew on the fabric type thing. So we want to avoid that particular type of toy. Um, I had some cats that used to love little foil balls, so I'd take pieces of aluminum foil and make them into pretty good-sized balls, and they'd bat those around, and those were lightweight. But I, I would definitely try to stay away from the fabric things. And then, you know, we, we might really need to see about maybe getting some chemical help here. Um, for kitties, we do use some drugs like Prozac. Um, there's one called clomipramine, which I use a lot as well for kitties. And sometimes that really can help uh, one of these behavior-rooted problems. Um, so, you know, Jamie, I think you're going to have some work there as far as in getting Mr. Tex to kind of see things your way. Give some of those things a try. I, I hope that is helpful and hope that helps him uh, kind of fight his obsessive compulsive uh, behavior here. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio. Give me a call at 1-866-405-8405. We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food, but we can tell you alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, Subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Hey, it's Steve. I can't come to the phone right now because I'm protesting the high price of my mobile plan. Metro PCS must think I'm an ATM, but I'm not. Do I look like an ATM? More like Steve TM. Switch to Boost and get two lines with three gigs of 4G LTE data per line for only $50. With Metro PCS, you only get two gigs per line for that same price. Plus, get up to two free LG X Power phones. All powered by the fast and reliable Sprint Nationwide Network. Boost is the best value in wireless among national prepaid carriers. Visit a Boost mobile store today. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 71017. Primary line is $50 with second line $0 per month. Requires one line to port in. Lines include unlimited talk, text, and data. Once high-speed data allotment reached, speeds reduced to 2G speeds until next plan cycle. Comparison based on Metro PCS's 2-gigabyte promo plan as of 6-12-17. Free phone requires port in and activation on $50 plans. Select models only while supplies last. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See participating dealer for details. My son had been injured and he was prescribed pain opiates. No one ever told us how highly addictive these drugs were. My reaction was shock. My son didn't get so deep into the dark, scary woods overnight, and it's no straight line coming back. For parents out there who don't have hope, I realize there's a lot of families that are torn apart, but families can heal. Young people can get better. There's hope and help at drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. 
That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And we're going to go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds for your calls. The number's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Write those digits down. Put them on your uh, your uh, refrigerator. You may not have a question now, but you may later on you, you want to ask about your pets. Talk to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani. And don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And uh, right now we go across the pond, I believe, to Emma Higgins. Hi, Emma. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Where are you? Um, I'm in South Wales at the minute. South Wales. You do something kind of intriguing. You've been living rent-free for like three years now. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In exchange for free accommodation, I look after people's pets. Well, that is exciting. So now how do you conjure up business? Um, well, there's a website called uh, trustedhousesitters.com, which is what I do all of my um, – it's where I find all of my placements, essentially. Um, and they do things all over the world. So there's quite a lot in the USA as well, in Australia, New Zealand, all over Europe, lots in the UK. I, like like you said, I've not paid rent or bills or anything for a few years now. So it suits me fine. It suits the owners fine. So, yeah, I get to live in some nice houses as well. So it's not too bad. <laughs> What do you do when you're between jobs? I can't imagine you go from one to one to one. Do you don't ha- do you have a home? Um, I don't know. Um, right now, well, because I'm actually house sitting quite close to um, my parents and my partner's parents, we kind of um, if we've got a few days off in between, we come back to see them for a, a while. But to be honest, you can if if you do it well enough, it can be really just a few days between houses. What's um, the longest job you've ever had? Um, the longest was I had a place for five months in Portugal, wow. um, which was amazing, really. Um, that was looking after two cats, two beautiful cats. Didn't something extra special happen in Portugal? <laughs> I met my partner whilst I was house-sitting in Portugal. So, <laughs> yeah, I met Mike. Are there any- yeah, so now we house together. So, <laughs> Are there any drawbacks to this? Um, I would say, I mean, not sometimes not having a base can be quite tiring. If you're moving around a lot, um, that can be pretty tiring. And I mean, the responsibility of looking after people's pets is that, that can be really difficult. Um, and it's yeah, especially because I mean, I'm sure listeners uh, to your station clearly love animals, and I, my, you know, my my family have dogs and things, and they're like a, um they're like children to my mum and things like that. So it's it's quite a responsibility looking after people's animals and making sure they are cared for in the way that they deserve to be cared for. So, so that can sometimes be scary. I've touched wood, never had anything too bad happen. You know, I've only had one vet visit that I've had to do and that was because of a cat fight. But apart from that, nothing's gone wrong yet. But uh, it can be, yeah. I do a little pet sitting on the side, but it's just kind of a day job. I just go in and feed animals, and I always get all these instructions. They'll leave me a page or two instructions. I read one time that you had 10 pages of instructions <laughs> for cats. Yeah, I had 10 pages of instructions for two cats, and I was only looking after them for a week. But <laughs> in, in fairness, one of them, well, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, there was at least two pages on just playing with them and what their favorite toys were, which was quite... <laughs> 
Yeah, I like I like having detailed instructions because Me it, too. it helps you do the yeah. job properly. But it, I mean, that was quite excessive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love detailed notes, but I think that's going a little bit too far. What are some of the craziest things that some of your clients have had you do with their animals? Um, oh, um, I'm not really sure. It's always I always find cats are the ones that people leave the biggest instructions for, the longest <laughs> instructions for. Um, I think that's just because cats can be a, quite particular, and you're never. I don't know. I know where I am with a dog because I'm kind of. I guess I'm a dog person, and a wagging tail is a wagging tail, so you can kind of figure out where you are with a dog. <laughs> Whereas a cat, sometimes like you're not. I've looked after enough cats to kind of start figuring them out. Um, with that one and it's just specific things that they like to play with and where they like to play in the house and and yeah yeah with, with do- there's nothing been too crazy but you never know with dogs the note says walk the dog feed the dog you're done you know? yeah pretty much they're like don't worry it's, it's a dog it's you a dog yeah it. you'll be fine you feed it you feed it so it will love you so that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. dogs are nice and easy well, I got to tell you, you know, most of us, we work for a living and we get to vacation very rarely. What I see you're doing is you're vacationing all the time, it seems like. That's your career now. You're a career vacationer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, which, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in that position that I could even dream of doing that. But the, the good thing about I'm a travel writer as well. So the good thing oh. about this, it suits me perfectly because I can travel and write. How would you, what would you recommend people do that, uh, that want to do this? If, if they're, if they want to quit their crazy cubicle job right now and start pet sitting and, and spending time traveling, doing, doing that all at once, what would be your recommendation? I say to people that using websites like Trusted House Sitters, the great thing is that you actually, you can almost use it in your vacation time. So a lot of the house sits and especially in places like the UK and the US where there are there are house sits all over the place and um, there are a lot all over the USA, is that people will look for house sitters for just a weekend or a week or something. And so you might even be able to use the website for your vacation time to go somewhere and live somewhere for free um, or, or, you know, stay somewhere for free for a week. So you wouldn't necessarily have to quit your job to use the website. Um, you could just use it for, you know, a nice place to go on holiday. I'd say start doing like the smaller house sits and see how you get on with it and then work your way up I guess to see if it's something if you enjoy it more and more then uh, go further afield and things like that but it's 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 nice and flexible like that that you can kind of use it you could use it close to where you live Emma thank you so much for spending time with us today you are so welcome it was lovely chatting to you Emma Higgins we'll put uh, links to everything that she was talking about today over at the uh, website at Animal Radio uh, dot pet. And we're going to head back to the phones toll free for your calls at 1 866 405 8405. Don't let a scar steal your spotlight. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel is the only once daily scar care product clinically shown to reduce scar appearance, making it one of the most cost effective products available. Our unique formulation utilizes patented ingredients to improve the appearance of scars old and new. So to look your best on your big day, trust your scar care to Mederma Advanced Scar Gel. Don't miss Mederma's deals on Amazon Prime Day. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. 
featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome. This hour, we're going to talk to Jay Johnson, the uh, the actor and the ventriloquist behind Soap, the uh, sitcom Soap, which has got to go back now, I'm thinking... 40. Robert Guillaume, that was Benson, right? Yes, he went to yes. That, that was one of his first gigs, I think, at least one of his first major gigs. Yeah. How old is No, that? he was on Soap first, you're right, and then he had his own show. He was a spinoff. Yeah. Wow. So, well, let's see, that's got to be 1970. I was a kid. During Soap. Yeah. yeah. Long time ago. Uh, so there's a flashback. Ask your dad about this. Uh, Jay Johnson will be joining us in just a few minutes, perhaps with one of his sidekicks. We'll find out. Uh, Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, we have a winner in the world's ugliest dog contest. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to say it's not a Chinese crested this year, but it's a dog I think Surprise. is pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Debbie answering your questions now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 Hi, who is this? Uh, this is Paul. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? Kamii, Idaho. Hey, I've got a fishing trip planned up in your parks in the next month or so. I'm looking forward to it. Come on down. It's beautiful country. It's pristine America, man. Can't beat it. No. So what's going on today? I have a one-year-old miniature schnauzer female, spayed at six months, and when she gets real excited, most of the time when I come home, uh, she gets excited for maybe... 10, 15 seconds, jumping up and down, excited, daddy's home, blah, blah, blah. And then she kind of plots it. She falls down? She falls down, and then that lasts about 10 or 15 seconds. Now, our vet has uh, diagnosed her with a heart murmur and says that's what's causing it. Mm, okay. Now, I love the little dog. She's just the coolest thing. I know she's got a limited life, but is there anything I might do to uh, minimize the event? Okay. Well, good questions here. And um, as far as beyond her having those episodes where she's kind of falling over and collapsing, does she have any problems coughing, any problems playing, no, running around? Um, does she seem like she's a normal dog? Does she jump oh, and play? She's extremely and... social. Um, she's almost like a person. I mean, she's just really mean. <laughs> but one other item, occasionally when she, when she plotses, the very first time it happened, um, we were running, and then it happened, and she actually pooped and piddled both at the same time and yelped, and then she went okay. down. And oh, then, goodness. now, she doesn't yelp or anything, but after the, I, I call it a uh, anxiety attack, um, she just plots and she does piddle sometimes. Just, I think she just loses control. Okay. And she doesn't actually lose consciousness or anything of that sort? No. Is she kind of... It just looks like she's kind of in the twilight zone for about 10 or 15 seconds, um, very limp. She just, you know, she'll, she'll kind of start going over, and sometimes she'll fall over. And then uh, a couple of times her feet have kind of twitched a little bit. Oh, and, um, you know, I'd, I'd hate to go put her down because she's such a fun thing. But, um, you know, I'm just wondering. Now, my wife has given her, what is it, melatonin in little bits occasionally to kind of cool her out like for car rides and stuff like that yeah because she loves barking at things <laughs> yeah well that's the schnauzer lifestyle is to bark at everything that the wind blows that is no doubt that's, that's her um, job. 
Yeah, and I want to kind of back up a little bit and talk about, you know, we talked, you mentioned something, what we call a heart murmur, and, and basically when we hear a heart murmur, um, that's basically an abnormal sound that tells us the blood is not flowing in the right direction, kind of almost like swimming against the stream in a, a swimming pool. Um, so we hear an abnormal sound. Now, there are some murmurs that go away when dogs are pups, and that would typically be, be about four to five months. So if she's still got a heart murmur and you're seeing those signs, you know, I would, I would agree with them. There, there's something serious going on. Um, from here, there's a couple things that would really help in, in deciding what our options are for her. Um, and one of the big things would be to get an ultrasound on her heart um, because there's a lot of different congenital problems that dogs can be born with um, that cause murmurs. And ultimately, some are definitely more treatable than others, and some are more progressive in, in how bad they make the pet feel. So it's a little hard to say ultimately where you might go without a more specific diagnosis. And I would definitely encourage you, if that's at all possible, get a heart ultrasound because that will really help make that call. Um, and I've had some, some dogs here at my own office that, you know, I catch that murmur young and we kind of, many times we kind of wish it away and, and, and hope that that doesn't create a problem. And we really want to jump on that before there's too much of a problem for the pet. Um, but, but there might be some things at this point, you know, keeping her comfortable um, there are some medicines that we treat if we're dealing with congestive heart failure. So medicine like um, uh, Lasix, some vasodilators, which treat the effects of the heart failure but aren't going to alter it. Diuretic. Yeah, diuretic. That's Lasix, okay. and that's kind of like a water pill. Um, right, ultimately, vet, not going to change. My, I'm sorry, I'm go sorry. ahead. My vet had said, you know, in a few years she'll start collecting water in her lungs and her stomach and we'll put her on diuretics, and that'll help yeah. a little bit, but... He's a, yeah. he's a country some, doctor, and we love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that would be the big thing is whether if you have the capability to have a veterinarian do an ultrasound on her, that, that's really the biggest thing. And, you know, if not, you know, there are some of these problems that are slowly progressive and may take a couple of years until, you know, we really have some decreased quality of life. Um, right. You know, but there are some things like, you know, the, the diuretics, um, the vasodilators, which actually kind of, decrease the volume of blood that the heart is faced with at a given moment. And that can really make a difference as well in kind of um, easing some of the, the workload on that heart that's already having some problems. So those okay. those might be some things to think about. And then, you know, one of the big things we want to do with any heart disease patient is keep them in good, healthy weight. Um, oh, so she, this is where... She does not eat anything but dog food. And I've, I've got her on puppy chow, Purina, and... Um, we're, we're trying the dog chow, but we, we gave it to her once and she got sick. So we don't know if that was a clinky dink or if we have to leave her. Oh, she went to the, ad- oh, the adult food didn't agree with her as well. And, and sometimes, you know, making that adjustment. Yeah, so do we, that gradually. We're, we're trying to blend it. Yeah, she was kind of retching the first time she ate it, so we don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think with what you're describing with her having these problems in these episodes, you know, she is definitely a special needs dog and, you know, make sure everyone in the household's prepared for that. And, you know, if at all possible, you know, some of these things are completely treatable. If you have the, the veterinary means around you, um, there are some different procedures. Some are surgical type procedures to help her out. Um, you know, it might not be the particular case for her, but I really think, you know, we'll get a diagnosis and we can tell you a little bit about her where we can go with things. Okay. 
All right. Well, thanks for the call. Um, we really appreciate it, and uh, you know, have a great day here. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Doctor Debbie. And this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Vetra Science. Summer is here. We're all excited about it. We hope your pet is too. But you know, for them, it can be an anxious time. Thunderstorms, lightning, and fireworks. And no one likes to see an anxious furry best friend. And that's where Composure Supplement Choose from Vetra Science comes in. And this is where you come in on line, not four, line two. Hey, Veronica, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. How you guys been? Good. Where are you? I'm calling from Encino, California. Lovely L.A. area, if I might say so myself. What's going on? I hope everything's okay. Yes, I have a 17-year-old cat, and she has, all of a sudden, she was starting to throw up, but clear liquid, nothing. Um, I ended up putting her inside of the kitchen area so she wouldn't only have access there and I observed her for a period of 24 hours she stopped but I'm still a little concerned if I should take her to the vet or not okay and the vomiting you said it only was going on for 24 hours does she have bouts of this from time to time or is this a kind of a single episode no she had several several times where she was throwing up Okay. Well, for a kitty that's 17 years old, vomiting can be a somewhat vague sign that we can see with a lot of different problems. If you were to tell me this was a maybe a five-year-old kitty, I might say, ah, maybe not a big deal. But in a 17-year-old kitty, it definitely can be a signal that there's something else awry, whether it is a digestive-related problem or if it's completely unrelated to the digestive tract. And, and for an instance, um, sometimes cats with kidney disease will start to have vomiting uh, or even Last, loss of appetite. So that would be something we wouldn't know necessarily unless we actually did a thorough exam and maybe even some lab work um, to determine that. Um, but for me, if you haven't had the kitty in in the last maybe three months to a veterinarian, I, I would certainly say I think it's going to be a wise thing to do and just to have her checked out and to see, make sure everything's okay. It, does she have any other ongoing or other health problems that they're managing? You know, you know what? And uh, what I ended up doing because she wasn't drinking too, so I ended up feeding her I got a little dropper and giving her a lot of liquid because my concern was for her to, because she's older, to get dehydrated. Exactly. And with a dropper, I was um, giving her a lot of water, and that kind of helped. But I'm still going to take her to the vent then to have yeah. her. Yeah. I, I would, and, and definitely cats over 10 years, one of the number one things that we see when they come into the veterinary office, we might not see it on physical exam, but if we run lab work, one of the top problems is kidney disease, and they can have a, de- a gradual deterioration in that kidney function. So um, that's something that I would not be surprised if you had a little bit of that going on. Um, so, yeah, yeah, i definitely get her, get her checked out. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Veronica. Have a great day. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the dream team. All of this brought to you by Vetra Science. Let this summer be stressless for your pets with the help of Composure from Vetra Science. From Glycoflex to multivitamins, your pets will thank you for Vetra Science supplements. Thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, it's Alan Cable. Here's today's great dog story. You're going to love this. 
Olivia Sievers is a flight attendant that flies a lot from Germany to Argentina. She spotted a stray dog outside of her hotel in Buenos Aires. She was drawn to him, spent a couple of minutes, and then thought nothing about it. But every time she came into town, the dog appeared to be waiting for her and would follow her around wherever she went. Looks like this dog knew who he wanted. Anyway, she arranged for him to be taken to a shelter and adopted. Some folks did adopt him, but the dog escaped the home and went back to the hotel. So Olivia decided she would adopt the dog and take him back home. You know, some dogs and people are just magical. This is Animal Radio, baby. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Uh, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and in just a few minutes, Jay Johnson from the uh, sitcom Soap, many many years ago, the seventies, I believe it is. I'll have to look it up before he gets on. Uh, he was the ventriloquist. I mean, he's not. It wasn't the dummy. He was the ventriloquist. I got to make <laughs> make that clear there uh, on Soap, and he'll be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio to talk about actors and others for animals. And before we go back to the phones, and by the way, don't forget you can ask your questions. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, or from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And uh, let's see, in just about ten minutes or so, we're going to do a quick check of the news with our Miss Brooks. What do you have teed up? Well, we're going to talk about some apps that you need to know about, or you might find helpful if you're going to be traveling with your pets. And we make that plural because who can have just one? And also a touchscreen tablet made for dogs. Ooh, I heard about this. This is so cool. That's on the way in just a few minutes. Who do we have on the phone with us? Hi, this is Marianne. Hi, Arianne. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Avon, Connecticut. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Well, Debbie. Well, hi. How are you today? Um, my question is we're getting a puppy in about a week and a half. And, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> very fun. <laughs> it's exciting. I'm nervous, what? but the breeder and the book um, that she recommended both say that we should keep the puppy like in a box close to our bed for the first couple of nights. And then, you know, I have a lot of dogs in my neighborhood, a lot of dog owners, and they say, well, some people say you should keep the puppy in the crate so they don't get used to it you know, being close. So I was wondering what you thought. Okay. What kind of puppy are you getting? We're getting a Labradoodle. A Labradoodle. Oh, the best of both worlds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Labrador uh, lover myself, so um, I I definitely think the Labrador and any mixes thereof are fabulous. Um, As far as, um, have you had dogs before, or is this your first dog? It's really, I mean, I had dogs growing up, but this is really our our first family dog. Okay. And it's, it's a great time. Puppyhood is so much fun, um, but it's also some of the most frustrating time you'll ever have with your, yeah. your, with your dog. 
Um, and I am a firm believer in the crate training method. I'm not really sure what the box thing was. Um, if they were alluding to a crate, then I, I definitely support that. But I don't see a reason to keep a box um, as a kind of a way of uh, you know confining the pet because it, it really doesn't do the same thing that a crate does. Um, right. The idea with crate training really is is that we're we're pulling out an instinct that dogs already have. Um, yeah. They already have that instinct to want to kind of sleep in an enclosed area. And if you look at wild dogs, you know, that's what they do. Wolves sleep in a den. They go out elsewhere to go poop and to go pee. So yeah. um, I definitely believe in that and to pull that instinct out and to use it to our advantage so that we can use it for house training and right. and also for, um, you know, to keep them away from things that they might get into when they're not supervised. Yeah. And uh, so, do, you, do you have uh, reservations about that method? Well, no, I'm I'm all for the crate training, and the book that I just kind of solely read is that Monks of New Skeet, which seems like a, a good training book, but I think they were saying, she was saying to keep them close to you, like for the first couple of nights, so that they're not completely freaked out. I don't know what you well, think about that. Well, I mean, I think that it's important for them not to feel totally abandoned. Um, I personally could not sleep with my puppies in the room, um, but I yeah. had a very okay. vocal puppy who slept very loudly. He was a, a whiner, a crier, a kicker in his sleep, and, and that was just very disruptive. I yeah. do think it's important when you get a new puppy to do a couple things to make them feel as comfortable as possible, and remembering we're yanking them away from mom and all their, their yeah. siblings. So I do believe in using some of the sound therapies, um, getting okay. a nighttime sound machine, um, you know, some people will play quiet music, but I think some of the, the water sounds, the nature sounds, some of those type of things are very soothing. And there's specialized tapes you can get for uh, puppy training that are geared exactly towards that. Um, there's one called heartbeat therapy, which is very useful um, okay. for kind of calming dogs. Um, and then, you know, making sure that, you know, they have a comfortable spot. Um, but I'm a, I'm a believer in kind of letting them cry it out. Okay. <laughs> just like, uh, just like people with just kids, like you know, kids. if they cry and you pick them up, then, you know, you're reasserting that behavior and getting what they want is your attention. And, um, I think it's okay. more important to, to raise a puppy who is independent and who doesn't yeah. always have to cling to the human in the household. Mm. Okay. So it's tough love all the way around, huh? It is in my house. (laughs) Hopefully that helps. Send us pictures of your new dog, okay? Your Labradoodle. Thank you. Thanks so much. No problem. Good luck. Well, this Healthy Serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It is always, always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at redbarninc.com. Thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. John Elder from England was heartbroken when his prized termite-sniffing beagle was stolen. Someone stole Joni by breaking a small air vent and dragging her through, leaving some skin and fur. Elder talked to local media, and news of the lost termite dog reached neighboring towns. A motorist found Joni walking dazed and confused in the middle of the highway. She originally thought that Joni had been hit by a car because she was missing so much skin and hair. Her daughter read about the missing dog and soon Elder and his missing hound were reunited. Joni's abductor hasn't been found, but I'd look for somebody who used to have termites. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. 
animals are people too. Animal Radio. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet, and we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Summertime means road trips and traveling and usually with your family pets, right? Easier said than done if you have never tried that. (laughs) I came across this list, though, one day online, and on it are some of the best apps for traveling with your four-legged family members. And a few of the standouts that I checked out are, if you haven't looked at this, bringfido.com. It's a website. It's got all the pet stuff, pet-friendly hotels and restaurants, even events you could check for your own city or for wherever you're traveling to. They also have, you know, dog services, pet services, and more. You can search by destination um, or browse by the type of activity. Or what I really liked on bringfido.com was you can browse by the rating because who wants to stay at a two-star hotel or bring your place, you know, your dog to a place that has two-star. You just don't want to even go there. Bring Fido's local resources directory, by the way, also has information on all of the local stuff where you're headed to, pet stores, veterinarians, doggy daycare, and all that stuff. And they have these for more than 10,000 cities all over the world. So it's not even, you know, it, it covers a pretty large area. GoPetFriendly.com. Now, they are another website with pet-friendly accommodations, but they kind of take it to a different bent on GoPetFriendly.com. They've got the typical, but also they have dog-friendly or pet-friendly restaurants, campgrounds, dog beaches, even wineries that will take pets. And just for fun, while you're on GoPetFriendly.com, you can uh, follow the creators of the website and their dogs because they're checking all of this out personally on their own ultimate pet-friendly road trip visiting all of the 48 continental United States for 10 months. So they should gather some good information. And, of course, no matter where you are, every good pet parent should have with them the Red Cross Pet First Aid app, which is free online, by the way. Now, researchers at the Fido Project at Georgia Tech are working on a touchscreen tablet that is made just for dogs. Uh, The tablet literally enables a dog to make calls and send texts. But I'm sorry to tell you that the technology (laughs) is not to entertain your furry best friend while you are at the office. It's really designed for service dogs to give them new ways of communicating Vital information when perhaps their handler is in danger or having a health crisis. So here's how it works. When the dog gets the command, help, it goes over to a special touch screen and then with its nose touches a series of three icons that are on the screen. And doing that triggers a computer to make a call or send a text to a pre-designated number, which could be a family member, a doctor, or even 911. 
Wow. Something else I yeah. found interesting about this story Jeez. was the touchscreen buttons are all, they're either color blue or yellow because dogs are partially colorblind and this enables them to really distinguish more between the colors. And um, did you guys see, every year they have this, the ugliest dog, the world's <laughs> ugliest dog contest. And this year, yes. you know, they've done it again. It's a, at a summer fair in California, the Petaluma County Fair, I believe. Sort of silly, though, because this 125-pound Neapolitan Mastiff named Martha was crowned the world's ugliest dog this year. And she really is. I mean, if you think this dog is ugly, if you couldn't hug and kiss her, there's something wrong with you <laughs> sleepy eyes i mean she got her big old head and her skin with wrinkles all of that helped her to stand out from the pack of 13 other interesting shall we say looking dogs at the 29th annual world's ugliest dog competition and for representing what the judges called martha the the perfect mix of ugly and cute uh, she's three years old she was awarded a 1500 dollar prize plus a trip to new york and of course a trophy you know what? But I'm, she's adorable. Not bad. I'm glad this year it wasn't a Chinese crested. I For know. years after years, it's been a Chinese crested. Yes. They it's always, the same yeah. one, hasn't it? You're right. And I think last year was a dog named Sweet Pea or yes. Sweet Pea or something. But this dog, Martha, is a do- I mean, you just, you know, you love those big old dogs. And she was a rescue dog. Just adorable. Big old head. Loved her. Mm. Anyhow, check out her pictures if you haven't seen them. She's so cute. It's a lot of jowl. A lot of jowl. Wow. That's a lot of jowl. <laughs> That's exactly it. Don't you just want to like just hold it in your hand and kiss her? It's so sweet. I, I don't know. I, I have kind of a thing about saliva yeah. and jowls. It's um, uh, Well, you're in the wrong business for that. You know, it, it, there's just some things that kind of gross me out, and sometimes like dog tongue licking things to just gross me out. <laughs> <laughs> the lady so who gets to, rarely grossed out. Yes, there's only a few things that get me grossed out, and I will share for you if you have a moment. I do. The one thing that grosses me out is I've had patients before that have very large tongues that sometimes just congenitally um, don't fit in their mouth. We're and talking about the animals, life. right? The animal. Yeah. Okay. And the tongue kind of like has a life of its own. It's kind of like this worm that kind of goes up and down, and it's just you, you're holding the head, and the tongue starts touching you, and it's just kind of icky. I, I just that that can be icky. Um, but really, this this is the, you're gonna think I'm a, a wimp because you know how like I love gross stuff. The thing that really gets the hair in my back going is when I am like picking up poop from a dog. And they have just pooped things out. And, you know, we always kind of look to see what's in it. This is kind of the fun part of being a vet. Um, <laughs> so you kind of look, but then you see a big bunch of human hair oh. in it. So I've never that, seen that. just grosses me out really bad. Because it usually means the dog's, you know, eating in the uh, bathroom garbage. And there may be other things in there as well. But that hair... Just makes me just get the willies. It's just really nasty. I don't know. Dog hair is different. Cat hair is different. But human hair, when it's long, like you know the ladies' hairstyle. <laughs> so, yeah, and, yeah. I said I have to admit. I, I mean, I've had had to pull some hangers that were hanging, and you pull it, and it's like <laughs> dingleberries, Judy. Yeah, and it's like caught with a human hair, and it's like a foot long by yes. the time you pull it out. God. That yeah. that gets me gagging. It really does. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, there's something about that. You said the other day that you stuck your finger by accident into some dog poop. Yes. And that wasn't as gross as if it had been human, human poop. poop. No, I'd rather stick oh, my finger God. in dog poop than human poop. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Given the choice. That's got to be a psychological thing because yeah. really there poop is poop, poop is poop. Is poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Debbie, I've learned something new about you. I really thought that you just liked all gross stuff. Even I yeah, have too. my limits. <laughs> I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagging tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified fear-free veterinary near you, go to fearfreepets.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. The toll-free number is 1-866-405-8405. And we'll head back to those wacky phones in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, if you're new to Animal Radio, to my left is Judy. She's screening calls. Straight straight ahead, uh, we have Dr. Debbie. She's the good-looking one. This shouldn't be radio. You're too pretty for radio. Oh, thank you. That's so so nice. <laughs> and and of course, uh, and then we have Lori, who's also very attractive too, who does our news here. Yeah, she's a face here. for radio. I, face for- <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do at like you know five in the morning. So, <laughs> and uh, Joey Volani, the dog father, who fortunately is in the uh, green room because he would. He's, you don't want to mince words with him. You don't want to mix it up with him. He's a, he's a big guy, not as big as he used to be, but he knows a lot of people. Let's just put it that way. So but he knows his beauty, his beauty products. Yes, yes he, does. he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> and me, I'm Hal, and they just call me the dummy around here, which is uh, apropos for our next guest, ventriloquist Jay Johnson. You remember him from Soap. And uh, Jay, first got to start off. I was told, it says right here, don't call them dummies. <laughs> They're wooden Americans. That's the reason. Wooden Americans. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wooden Americans. <laughs> yeah, they're very... That's politically uh, correct. That politically correct is very important, absolutely. So, how are you all today? Awesome. Now, tell us, when you were on soap, first of all, when did you start doing the whole ventriloquism thing? Oh, that's a, that's a lifetime career. I, I think my first uh, paid performance when I was 11, but that, that meant I was rehearsing since I was five. So, uh, wow. yeah, a long-time career. What did your parents think of it? Well, you know, um, they they were great. They're, first of all, they were educators, so they uh, they... they took an interest in what I was uh, looking at and what I was doing, but uh, I was, at the time, there was no such word as dyslexia, but by the time I got to high school, there was, and I found that I was a, a good candidate. So I guess I was just not motivated by the normal uh, things that people would read, so I I glommed on the ventriloquism, I guess, just because it's not a... Uh, 
coded uh, uh, skill. You know, it doesn't require math, doesn't require spelling, doesn't require any of those things. Well, it is a it is a pretty impressive skill. I can't uh, make my lips. <laughs> they barely move when I when I talk. We are with actor and ventriloquist Jay Johnson, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Do you have knee or back pain? If you have Medicare or private insurance, we have great news. You may qualify right now to get a pain-relieving knee or back brace at little or no cost to you. I've used them. They work. Call the Pain Relief Hotline right now for free information. 800-419-1964. 800-419-1964. That's 800-419-1964. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets and wooden Americans. And we are with Jay Johnson, ventriloquist Jay Johnson. Now, when I look back at some of the sitcoms that were just major institutions from the, and I'm guessing, 70s? The 70s, right? Yeah, that soap was 77 through 81. We were uh, four years. Uh, usually sitcoms go five years. We went four, and that's just one of the oddities of soap, I think. And a lot of actors got their start there. I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, Billy Crystal was on that, right? That was his first um, series. He, At the time we started doing soap, he had just finished a movie called Rabbit Test uh, that was um, uh, directed by Joan Rivers. It was her first project. And, and I, nothing against Joan or Billy, all the talent is all, but it was not a great movie. <laughs> but uh, this was Billy's first series. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't think people really were aware of Billy outside of maybe some clubs before soap, for sure. How did you get involved with soap? Well, you know, I had to write a Broadway show and take it to New York and, and try to figure that out. But uh, they actually uh, uh, put a, uh, an open call in the trades for a ventriloquist for a television series. I've never seen one before nor since. And uh, so I, I answered it because everybody I knew in town was saying, are you going to go? Are you going to go? Are you going to go? So they were just looking for that um, that particular uh, character, and thank God for Jay Sandrich, who was the director for the first two years, and Emmy winner from Mary Tyler Moore and all those wonderful shows. Um, he said, I don't think this is going to work unless the guy really knows ventriloquism, because you can't ask actors to act against a post-production thing on a sitcom. And so they started looking for ventriloquists, and um, I happened to look like Richard Mulligan's son. I happened to be a ventriloquist. I had an acting background, and so it all came together for me. Did a lot of guys come out for that casting call? You know, is that Judy that just said that? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, while I was sitting there waiting on this open call at, at Television City, you know, just hundreds of people, I, I noticed the guy, was just he just had a guitar. He didn't have a suitcase, didn't have a puppet. And they told me later that he walked in, and they said, are you a ventriloquist? He said, no, but I sing really well. And he sang a song, so, yeah, everybody <laughs> came out. <laughs> Of course, we we are an animal show, so I'm going to ask you, do you have any pets at home? You know, I, I have a dog named Bamboo. We call her Boo. And uh, my story is that I, I rescued this dog from Weird Al Yankovic, and that's, that's absolutely the truth. And although he had rescued her, uh, the dog didn't necessarily um, jibe with their small child, and <laughs> our kids are grown. So they were saying, this is a great dog, but just not for little kids because it's too energetic or whatever. So we got the dog, and I just love Boo. And, uh, uh, and I, I got to say, ago, at Actors and Others, they had a, a contest where Fred Willard um, was the MC, and they sort of did a best in show kind of parody. And we all submitted um, videotapes of our dog, and 
with a little uh, video trick, I made my dog talk, which is perfect for me. And I was for sure he would win, but I, I was beat out by Bernie Shine and his schnauzer who liked to wash his face with a wash rag. You know, so there you go. <laughs> and I got to say, when you rescue a dog from Weird Al, you probably actually did rescue the dog from Weird Al. <laughs> that's my story. And I also say, and we punish him by playing accordion music. But that, that's only for you know, friends. <laughs> How did you get involved with actors and others? Actors and others, well, first of all, I, I've always loved Actors and Others, even before I, I was in Hollywood. I, I thought that uh, that was a great organization. And every time um, I would watch The Price is Right, because, you know, we all want to be the game show host that sure. uh, Bob Barker was. But he would end with, don't forget to spade and neuter your pets. And, uh-huh. and got involved kind of through that to say, well, what is he talking about? And then uh, my good friend Joanne Worley and my uh, friend Mary Willer, they, they have... Uh, gotten me more and more involved. I couldn't be more delighted. I think it's a great group of people and great reason to do something. We're all very excited about the Fritz Coleman uh, fundraiser that's going to happen July 23rd, just a few weeks away at the Yeah, El- yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that so much. First of all, I'm a huge fan of, of Fritz Coleman, even if he wasn't a great comic and a good writer. I mean, he's just a great weatherman. Sure. I, I like him. He makes me feel good when it says tomorrow you're going to burn your hiney off, you know. But, um, and then it rains. And then it rains, of course. And, uh, but I'd seen him in a club. We'd, we'd gotten uh, uh, acquainted through, you know, our stuff at charity events and when he would do his stand-up. And um, so I saw him do one of his one-man performances. I think it was called uh, The Wedding Guest. And I went because I loved Fred, I mean, uh, uh, Fritz. And then um, when I got there, this show was so well-written and so well-delivered and so clever and so wonderful it really did inspire me. At the time, I was thinking about doing a one-man show, and it really was the reason I decided I would go ahead and do the two and only and take it to uh, New York. So uh, I owe Fritz more than I could ever repay him, I think. It'll be an awesome fundraiser happening at the El Portal or Portal Theater in North Hollywood. It's called Defying Gravity is the name of his uh, one-man show that he's going to be doing, talking about the other side of 50. So if Yeah, he... and, you know, I hate to say that I can totally understand that, but I totally understand that point of view now. <laughs> Let us just say that you sound young as ever, and uh, we appreciate you spending time with us today. And, of course, we salute you for being involved with Actors and Others for Animals. Well, I just think it's a wonderful thing, and I, and I really do think that people – uh, don't really understand what uh, uh, complete non-conditional love is until they've had a relationship with a pet of some kind because that's all they do. They're just there to love you back no matter what you do, and I, I think that's wonderful. They're so not as critical that. as dummies. I mean, uh, wooden Americans. Wooden. You know, they they are easier to they are easier to control a wooden American, but a lot less fun. You know, uh, when you're alone in a hotel. That's for sure. <laughs> I salute you, Jay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hal, Judy, thank you. And, and I'll see you all there on the 23rd, and uh, we'll all laugh at Fritz and uh, save some animals. And that'll be great. Sounds good. We'll put all the information over at animalradio.pet. If you're driving along right now, we don't expect you to write all of this down. You can head on over to the website, animalradio.pet. It has all the information about the Actors and Others event. Hey, it's time for us to get on out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, you can ask your questions all week long and visit us over at animalradio.pet and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free app and just a great app to have on your phone. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next week. This is Animal Radio Network.